Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. Welcome to Don't Miss This. So happy that you're here watching or listening, whatever you're or both, or doing whatever you're doing. Uh, it's your first <laughs> Folding week. Folding laundry. Yeah. That's what everyone's oh. doing. No. Driving carpool. Not, yeah. Okay. Driving to work or whatever. On a walk. Don't you feel like oh, so many people Oh, I want everyone are, to be on a on walk a, who's on, listening. Yeah. If you're on a walk. But sometimes I see people in the grocery store. Listening? And they say... I'm listening to you right now. Oh, I see people in the gym who say that to me. Okay, that's so. So hi, if that's you, my yeah, wherever gym you friends. are, you're being so responsible right now. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna jump into Isaiah in just a second, but we have two announcements right here at the very beginning um, that are really fun. First announcement is um, about next year, New Testament 2020. Three. three is coming next year. Oh, that's and, crazy. And uh, some of you were with us when we started Don't Miss This, which was in the New Testament. Most of you have come along since then, along the way. And we have all new videos and lessons that we are doing for uh, the New Testament. So good news. We're going to keep going because every time we meet somebody, they say, and you better not ever stop. And so we're going to keep going. And the setup is going to be a little bit different based off of some of the things that we've heard from people Um about how they use it and would like to use it. Um, Particularly, a lot of our podcast listeners, we thought of a lot of different resources to help y'all and help teaching. And so we're going to explain everything that we created and made um, to help you out with your New Testament study at the end of this video, okay? So if you're interested in any of that, stay tuned. But the pre-sale for all of those resources starts today. That's so crazy. It starts today. I know. Yes, and the pre-sale. So you'll be able to find everything you love. The journal, Word of Week posters. The journal's going to be new, though. And we're going to tell you all about the journal after. Yeah. Word of Week posters, tip-ins tip for stickers. the New Testament, uh, the devotional book. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, and then a another uh, free download or something that you can put in your house that will kind of be a reminder, kind of like the timeline was this year that we're, we're super excited about also. So... Um, historically, these things sell out really, really quickly, and we are like playing catch up like crazy at the printers. So that's why a little bit earlier this year on the on the presale. But um, if you presale starting right now, you'll be shipped all the things in the order um, that they were received. So yep. you might want to just jump on and get that done. RN. Okay. Okay. The second, second one thing. is I'm super so fun. I'm so excited about it. So a lot of you clear back. At the beginning of the year, we talked about something called the Feast of the Tabernacles. Well, we talked about all the festivals. Yes, we did. Right? And that these are the ones that are in the book of Leviticus. Leviticus, where the Lord dictated not only Sabbath once a week, but um, a, a like kind of a rhythm and pattern of celebrations, feasts, and festivals that last throughout the entire year also. Which is so fun. It just makes you so happy. But in particular, when we talked about the Feast of the Tabernacles... A lot of you emailed and DM'd us and said, we want to do that with you in the fall. And we did not forget, everyone. We remembered (laughs) that you wanted to do that with us this fall. So we're going to give you a little bit of warning because it's approaching right now and kind of tell you what you would be anticipating if you want to do that with us and how to start preparing 
And then you're going to be able to follow that on our Instagram. And where else did you say we were going to put it? You said two places, and I can't remember. You just be thinking Instagram okay. and maybe in the newsletter. But Instagram oh yeah, it was your... in the newsletter. We will give you um, tips of links you, you can go to and, yeah. how to do it. So here's what happens. It's October 9th through the 16th this year. So it moves every year. This year, it's October 9th through the 16th. And what happens is the reason for the Feast of the Tabernacles, or it's also called Sukkot, S-U-K-K-O-T, if you're going to look it up. And you can, you can search either of those. Uh, either of those words is going to help you. And if you just write how to celebrate, it's going to tell you. But this is what happens. You're going to build a booth outdoor. They call them booths. It's just a structure. Sukkot. It yeah. can have three um, walls is well, what it normally has. Well, then say why. Is I'm that, about to. Oh, okay, I'm about okay. to tell you why. And the roof, is. you're supposed to be able to see the stars, so you cannot put it under a tree because you. it's important to see the stars. But you do make a little roof, and the roof is made with uh, usually palm branches, is what the roof is made with, but anything that comes out, that grows out of the ground can become your roof if you want. And the reason why you built this is um, it's celebrated for two reasons. First of all, to celebrate the gathering of the harvest. So that is part of what is happening there. But the second reason is to remember the miraculous protection of God while the children of Israel were traveling through the wilderness with no homes. So that's what you're trying to remember. And it's so fun because the beginning and the end is treated like a Sabbath. So you would light candles at the beginning as you enter into this holy week of celebration. But here are some of the things that happen, and we'll give you more details in the newsletter, but it's for seven days and seven nights. You, eat, you can eat all your meals in the sukkah if you want to. Um, we eat dinner out there. That is what we like to do. Uh, it's common to read scripture in those walls and to actually hang pictures on the walls or like the last time we did it, we drew our favorite scripture stories on all the walls. You, um, so just, it, you fill that whole place with God's word, with scripture. And it's and it's sort of as this idea and vibe of, uh, there's only three walls because there's a door wide open for anybody to gather in, but sometimes particularly past scriptural heroes. So like you might pick a day that you study the words and teachings in life of Abraham and Sarah or Esther or whoever that you kind of want to invite um, in. into your dinner celebration that night. It's common for them to read from the book of Psalms, 113 through 118. So we'll put that in there. Um, we, uh, when we did ours last time we did it, we invited over a different family from our neighborhood every night. And then what happened is people loved it so much the first night, they came back the second with the new people and by the end, we were like so full of people. So it just is kind of a fun tradition. Um, you might have to wear your coat while you're out there, depending on where you live, but and still fun. And sleep in it at least one night. Come yeah, on. Yeah, sleep Don't in it one win. night. That's Some people so like fun. really will spend as much time as possible inside of it. Yeah, they you know? sleep and they eat their all homework, their meals. Eat their meals, do yeah. everything in it. Or you yeah. can just be a baby and do one thing a day. <laughs> That wasn't very nice. Well, I'm just encouraging people to try being in it. Like, um, yeah, and you might want to sleep in it one night and see the stars. Hopefully, you don't have mosquitoes at your house. Um, so, 
Watch for that in the newsletter, but we wanted to give you a heads up in case you want to start like thinking about what, um, how you want to pull that together. And I learned right one now. thing this morning about it that you're going to die okay. over. Okay, I I'm can't so wait. excited to tell you. Another name that people use for it, so Feast of the Booths, Feast of the Tabernacles, Sukkot, the Hebrew name. Another name that people commonly use is the Feast of the Ingathering. Oh, and it I means do love two that. things that you already know. One is the harvest. But then second, the harvest was always symbolic of the ingathering of people. Mm. And so it's intended during these seven days that you're thinking about who's not a part of this that I should invite in. Like that's a particular mindset that people try to shift to during um, the eight days of the feast of the ingathering. It's mm. like who feels like an outsider that should be brought in. That's so, so fun. It's really cool. So, so anyways, you might want to think about doing that. And we really should post on our Instagram, and now we will. I'm going to make this promise. Okay. The other two fall festivals that happened before it. Oh, the, because the, after. those, yeah, those will be really fun to um, to post about. So, so you know, because it's something that we studied this year that the Lord had. I mean, these are our people, right? These are our people, our ancestors, and it's something they celebrated. Jesus celebrated these festivals. Um, if you're reading ever in the New Testament, which you will next year, <laughs> usually when Jesus is in Jerusalem, he's in Jerusalem for a festival. Like that's why he's in Jerusalem because um, you came three times a year to celebrate the festivals and Sukkot is one that they would gather for. So Jesus would gather to Jerusalem every year to celebrate this. Sleep and, in his and, booth. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah, fun. It's so to fun. Think about. I'm getting really so, excited. That's for fun. It. Okay. Here's the timeline y'all for Isaiah. Remember we're now past halfway through Isaiah, and we're kind of focusing on a different word um, each week for Isaiah because he just is so um, um, Jesus-centered in mm. his writings. You know, it just there's so much about um, the covenant story and how what the role that the Father, the Son, and the whole every, the whole Godhead play in it. And so, and there's a lot of titles that he gives to kind of describe. Who he is. Yeah, who he is in that one. And so we've done Deliverer and we've done Redeemer. And today on spot number 40 on the timeline, you're going to put the spot, uh, the word Messiah. That's the word that we picked in here. And this is a really cool word. And we'll kind of jump into this Messiah. The this That's a Hebrew word, Messiah. The Greek word is um, Christos or where we get the translation Christ. And it means an anointed one. Um, somebody chosen and set apart for a certain purpose. It's also synonymous, both those words, Messiah and Christ, with king, because kings were anointed and set, a, you know, set apart mm. for a particular cause or or purpose. And one of the things that's exciting about this section that we're going to get into is the kind of king that they were expecting him to be, and the kind of king that he actually was like it was it was a surprise how he fulfilled all of you know those prophecies and anticipations for him so that's something we're going to be jumping into today um so we are going to just start right in 50 that's where uh we're doing 50 through 57 today we're going to dive in right at uh section 50 i love teaching this section to teenagers so if you have teenagers in your home or uh those of you who are teaching early morning seminary. We love meeting you um, or Sunday school. Um, These are things you might want to think about. What I love about 50 is a verse that's actually in uh, 10, verse 10, because there is a disconnect here and you see it really clearly 
when you are reading. And so when I teach, I would write these on the board. So in verse 10, it says this, you see if you can find the disconnect. Who is among you that feareth the Lord? Okay, that's the first thing. That word feareth, we've talked about this a lot, but I will um, remind you again, it means to reverence or respect the Lord would be a good Hebrew translation of that word fear. So who is among you that respects the Lord? That's number one. That obeyeth the voice of his servant. That's number two. That walks in darkness and has no light. That's number three. So I love just writing those up there and saying when I'm teaching this to the youth, particularly, what is the disconnect there? Because it seems like somebody who has respect for the Lord and who's listening and obeying the voice of his servants would actually walk in the light. The first time I read this, actually, I was like, oh, this must be one of those where it's not translated correctly. Mm. Because I was like, that doesn't actually make sense in my mind. But then you get into the next part and you're like, well, wait, there's a whole concept being taught here that ends up being a really important concept. So if you were someone that um, respected the Lord, maybe you're going to church every single Sunday. And if you're someone who obeys the voice of his servant, maybe you're someone that is in the routine or the motion of keeping the commandments. Like you go to church, you keep the commandments. That kind of is the routine of your life. But for some reason, you're walking in darkness and you don't have any light. And then Isaiah is going to start telling you, here's what your problem is. Um, He says, let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. And then he's going to say, so that's the counsel. That's like, you need to learn to trust the Lord and to stay upon or be supported by God, that would fix the problem for you. Um, But then in 11, he says, here's what your problem is. And it says this, Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that you have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand, you shall lie down in sorrow. And lots of times I will have my kids or the people who I'm teaching take out their red pencil and mark down anywhere that it says ye or you in that verse. I just tell them, go through and just mark everywhere where you see. Or yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yourselves, your, ye, any of those words, mark those. And then as you look back, tell me what you learned. So I'm going to read it again for those who are listening and not watching. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that ye have kindled. This shall ye have of mine hand. Ye shall lie down in sorrow. And it's so interesting because whose light are we supposed to walk in is the question that I always ask. And um, it's the light of the Lord, right? That's whose sparks should be around us. That should be uh, the light of our fire. That he should kindle in us that um, right relationship or that light that we would walk in. Mm. And I love that he's like, if this is you, if you're walking in your own light, if you're trying to solve all your own problems and do all your own things and you are um, church 
is maybe just a routine rather than a relationship, then I love his counsel where he's like, here's what you need to do. Learn to trust in the name of the Lord. And we've talked a lot about that word name. It could mean character. Learn to trust the character of the Lord. It can also mean authority. Learn to trust in the authority of the Lord. But for today's lesson, I love the thought of it being learn to trust in the character of the Lord and stay upon or be supported by that God. Who is that God? And have you come to know that God? And we were talking earlier, I met this darling girl the other day. We had this conversation and um, she said, I have been having a really hard time going to church, particularly because of the culture of the community where I attend has been really hard for me and unwelcoming is what it feels like. And so um, she said, I, I had uh, thought about walking away and then someone suggested I listen to you and David teach for a couple weeks and just see. And she said, you introduced me to a different God than the one I grew up believing in. Mm. And she said, now I'm intrigued by the scriptures that you are talking about every week that are making me start to learn the character of Christ that I had never really considered before, which I thought was so interesting. And, and like what, a, like that is such a nice, what's the word I'm trying to think of, but compliment. Um, that is what we hope is that as we talk about Jesus, as we talk about his word, that this would feel like a community of the ingathering, that you would come in and say, I want to know more about this Jesus. And maybe sometimes when we open up the words of scripture, that Jesus becomes unexpected to us. Yeah, I was just thinking as you were reading this one, 11, where I was like, when, why does somebody kindle a fire in the first place? Hmm. You know, and it's just like they're finding some sort of replacement from God's fire, you know, in the analogy that's here. And I was like, what would that, what would that look like for me? And it would be like, um, if I'm looking for warmth or if I'm looking for validation, like I'm creating it instead of looking to his yeah. for it. Like if I'm looking for direction, if I'm looking for a way to see the world or see things, I'm, I'm creating it myself instead of looking, you know, for him. So I was just thinking about, about that when mm. you were reading um, verse 11, what that might look like to kind of compass yourselves about with your own fire and yeah. your own sparks and your own ideas. We'll find out later that sometimes our own feelings and ideas like can't be trusted all of the time. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, um, but this, this idea where he's just like, this is, this is sort of one aspect of the problem is those who are kind of in just routine. There's an aspect of the problem of people who are walking by the light of their own fire the beginning of that chapter talks about, again, a theme you see in Isaiah of you keep walking away from me. Like the chapter starts with like, I've never walked away from you. <laughs> you have walked away from me, you know? Um, and I think that's such like an important like concept. That yeah. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. So if, if I've left, it actually means that you've walked away from mm. me. And, and there's this chapter 52 that's so good that is just this like call. And it's a call to something different. And, and I would just want to say this. If somebody thinks that the own fire that they can create and make is better than what God can give them, 
they've never sat around God's fire then. Oh, that's so like, good. And that would, that would be the mm-hmm. problem. That's not an accusation. That's like, oh, what he has to offer is so good. If you haven't tasted it yet, then you, of course you wouldn't be interested in it. Of course you'd want to mm. like create something of, of, uh, of your own. Um, 52 is this call. It's this call. Um, it's, it's like 52 is set up to be like this little runner boy. Mm. And remember anciently, like that's how you got messages from place to place to place. It's like is a runner would come with the message. And this runner's coming in 52 and this is his message. Awake, awake. Um, don't you like how yeah. it starts that? Yeah, like, get you only, up. Yeah, get up, everybody. Like, you, whatever you're sleeping in, whatever you're sitting, if you're sitting down, get up and put on your strength. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. Um, this is a reference to the fact that they were slaves. Um, usually slaves were taken away. They were stripped of all of their clothing. And, and he's like, now you're being reclothed. You're being covered in royal apparel. Um, Henceforth, no more will your enemies come upon you. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise and sit down on a throne, O mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Take that band off of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. You sold yourselves for nothing, <laughs> and you're going to be redeemed without money. The same God who rescued from Egypt is here again to rescue, to take you away from all of this. And it is this just like, celebration it's a celebration it's a it's an announcement and i love that there's like this gift and this gift and this gift it it makes me think when you're talking about what does his fire look like uh we went to bear lake this year and megan was in charge of the s'mores and when i'm in charge of the s'mores i get what you think i would get graham crackers chocolate marshmallows that's all megan we get over there for s'mores and i put my arms out and she's like marshmallows, the chocolate, the uh, graham crackers, then these Toll House cookies and uh, uh, Starbursts and Reese's Cups and Oreos. And like my (laughs) arms were getting bigger, bigger. And I'm thinking to myself, if you had to choose between my fire and Meg's, you're going to choose Meg's. And also the kids are going to be like, everyone come over here, come to this fire. And I just love the thought that that's what this person is like. You guys are not going to believe what he's serving. You know, what yeah, what he's yeah. set out for this party. It's just this celebration. Right. And there's this famous verse you love so much in 7, 52, 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that publish, that bringeth good tidings, mm. that publisheth peace, that bring good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. It's this announcement that says you are no longer a slave. You are set free. And you're not only set free, but you're set free and dressed in royal robes and sat on a, on a throne. Your enemies are, are not your enemies anymore. They, can't, they have no control over you. We have a new king, mm. right, who is ruling and reigning. And that is really, really good news. Yeah. The message of Jesus should be a message every time mm. of good news. One that would make you want to run. If you don't want to run, yes. then it, then you heard the wrong news. <laughs> you know, if you don't want to celebrate, then you heard the wrong news. Like yeah. someone's not, you know, yeah. they're not publishing the, the right news. It should cause you to break forth into joy, to sing together. That's what the news of 
who God is and what God's done should cause, mm. you know, somebody to, yeah, you know, to do. And, but the thing is, is um, people were looking for a certain kind of king and they were looking for a certain kind of deliverer. Um, and he just was different than what everybody thought he was going to be. And let's just say that the difference is actually really good news. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like, but, but, it's not disappointing. No, it's, like, it's not disappointing at all. But if you're, if you are so set in what you think, you might have missed it. Right, right. And what's so interesting is this is something I'm trying to do recently. And let me see if I can word this correctly. <laughs> um, I don't want scripture to defend my faith. I want it to define it. Mm. Like, I don't want to decide this is what my faith looks like. Now let me find scriptures that back me up. Yeah, that prove it. I want to start from scratch and say, I want these words to define my how faith, I how I live. I also want these verses to define who he is. Like, I don't want to use them to defend what I think he's like or what I want him, you know, whatever. Yeah. But like, what's he actually like? Yeah. And let these words define it for me. Yeah. And we've got this list here of, we. this will be the best part right here. I mean, mm -hmm. this part was so fun, right? But <laughs> this part's so good, right? Where it's like, this is some verses in here that define what we like to call the unexpected deliverer. Yeah, um, one of our favorite names right. for Jesus. Um, the first one is in this is back one chapter in chapter fifty one one through three, and this is just a, a really really cool um, small little section of scripture. He says, "Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, and ye that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock whence you are hewn. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you. For I called him alone." and blessed him and increased him. And I turned his desert into a, into Eden. We kind of talked about this a lot last week, but it's worth repeating again, just to say, this is a cool spot where the Lord's like, I want you to know who you've been cut from. Like, I want to know, I want you to remember your roots. Mm -hmm. I want you to know the story that you come from. And the story you come from is a story of impossible promises. You know, that's where, that's where you come. Someone would have looked at Abraham and Sarah's story and said, your God's actually not very good. And he's like, oh, wait, you haven't given him enough time mm. to fulfill his promises. And one of the things, one of the ways we feel like he's so unexpected is what he does with, with nothing, yeah. you know? Like you, would, you should have thrown away Abraham and Sarah. They weren't fit for what you wanted them to do, but not with him. Yes. He, he, you know, it's, it's different. And, um, and when Sarah all of a sudden shows up pregnant, that's unexpected, <laughs> you know? And, and you love that, like, right at the get-go, we are introduced to this unexpected deliverer where he's like, everything you think can't logically happen actually can Yeah. in yeah. ways that you don't expect. And I think one of the things that I love about what you just talked about is the stories that we come from right? That are unexpected. Esther, unexpected. Um, you go through all these Old Testament stories that, that we've studied this year. Like who was anticipating he was going to pick up an entire sea and move it out of the way? Like right. who was like, you know what? If Here's four strategies that might work. One would be if you could like open, open the water, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that like that. Nobody was praying for that to happen on that day. It was so unexpected. And I think that's one of the things that 
when you talk about story, it might be fun just to stop right here, whoever you're studying with, and say, show me the times where he was unexpected. Yeah. And you're going to see it in Old Testament story, but we're going to see it in New Testament story where we're going next. And those are some of our favorite. Like, It's funny that, like, you know, we talk about this a lot, that people didn't recognize him when he came. Yeah. And it's like, then you didn't read your book. Yes. Because it was full of these kind of stories, right. right? Where you were like, who chooses like a shepherd, an old grandpa, grandma, shepherd people, you know, to take the good news to the world right. when they're barren and yes. there's just the two of them. Nobody. Yeah. But he does. Yes. Right. Who picks the runt to be the king? Right. You know, nobody, but God does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The orphan yes. to be the deliverer. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That you. Every single story, you're like, wait, that was not like that. I did not anticipate that turn yeah. of events there. And you think even on the, the greatest story um, where everyone was watching for uh, deliverance from Rome in that moment. They were watching for the white horse and the sword and the armor. In their mind, that was deliverance. And, and he said, oh, wait, I'm about to deliver you from something much larger than Rome. And in a very different way than you expect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it, all it's going to take is two wood beams. That's that's it. Right? And in their mind, they would be like, no, no, that does not, that doesn't make sense with the picture I have created of who the deliverer, the Messiah, the Savior will be. That's not my picture. And so there is something about becoming used to what does an unexpected deliverer actually look like? And one of the easiest ways is to go back and be like, well, what did he do for Abraham and Sarah? What did he do for Esther? What did he do for Jehoshaphat? Like start looking at all of these unexpected things. Like you, we've talked about before, the battles. He, you, they never won the battle the same way. It was never the same strategy. It was never the same getting in through the Old Testament or even through the whole Book of Mormon, every time it's like unexpected. He has so much up his sleeve, yeah. you know, that I, I like that idea of go into the stories so that you realize who he actually is. Yeah. And then particularly, we're going to get a hint of it, like you're saying right now, but all of next year is going to be like, then when he came to this world and started to walk and talk among us, you know, what, what was he actually like? Mm. And Isaiah prophesies about, this is what he will be like when yeah. he comes. And you won't appreciate him. I love that he's like, you're not going to appreciate him when he comes. Right. And he starts off, Isaiah 53 is just this golden chapter. Mm. Um, it's what Abinadi quotes to King Noah and company, you know, when he wants to teach them about who he believes, you know, the Messiah will be. But I like that it starts off with that. Who hath believed our report? You know, this question of like, no one's going to believe that yeah. this is true, that this is true, that this yeah. is what the Messiah will be like. And 53 is a really, really great chapter to set people loose with, mm -hmm. um, to let them learn and see. And it's easy if you live on this side of the New Testament. So I'm not calling out anybody <laughs> who didn't recognize him because like, we are cheating, right? Yeah. By knowing the storyline already. Yeah. But everybody who probably knows the storyline already is going to be able to see clearly that 53 is a, is, is has its best manifestation, its best fulfillment 
you know, in, in the life of Jesus as the suffering servant, right? And, and so 53 is great. You might get a different translation of the Bible to be mm. helpful for people. Like if you're teaching a class, maybe you'll go print off like the ESV or NIV just because some of, just the and put phrase. put it next yeah, to it. Put next, them both next to each other because it will help some of the words that you're like, what yeah, I don't know what the word mean? means. Yeah. yeah. You know, so as you go through, you just want to, you, and you just want to see like things like um, the whole chapter, by the way, you can set mm. someone loose in the whole chapter and, oh my gosh, like. I would read the whole thing as I know. a class. Well, and, or a, and I think you should read some because it's so interesting when he's like, he hath no form nor comeliness. When we see him, there's no beauty that someone would like desire him. He's despised. Like he would pass you on the street and you, yeah, wouldn't, you wouldn't stop even and be like, oh, oh that guy looks him. really different. Yeah. You know, that he just looked yeah. like everybody else. Maybe less than, yeah. you know. Well, because he's no rejected, no, right. despised. He's a man of sorrows. He's acquainted with grief. Um, he borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded. He was bruised. Like, it's so interesting when you go through and read all of these things. And in your mind, you're like, that does not sound like the captain of the host. Right, right. You know? So if that's what you are banking on, then you're going to have a really hard time recognizing this. And I love that part of what scripture wants to help us do is realize how unexpected he is. Yeah. Another cool thing you might do in teaching is like, hey, where did you, where do you see this verse in Jesus's life? Like, you know, if you know mm. the New Testament, it's like, yes. point out where this story is. Like, yeah. where did you see it actually come to pass, right? With Jesus. That's, and then I'd end that lesson by always saying something like this. If you ever do a lesson where you're like, here is a prophecy, here was it, it was fulfilled. I would remind people the reason we're doing this is because I want, I want you to know God fulfills his promises. Mm. So what other ones has he made that you can now expect and anticipate that he's going to fulfill? And guess what? It will probably happen. Yeah, I love that so much. Way. And in fact, it was so fun because this year we had an opportunity to work on a book project together where we took all of the prophecies that were going to lead up to Christ's birth. So his first coming, and we laid them all out. And um, we looked at them as if you were going to teach them to a child. If you had grown up from a child, knowing all of those things, on the night he was born, would you have been able to go backwards and been like, oh, that's right. Oh he, gosh, was he, really he was this. this. He was yeah. this. He was this. He was this. And to actually watch it come to fruition with scriptures that those little kids would have grown up learning their whole life and be like, Oh yeah, you could have, if you had known the prophecies well enough, you would have recognized the first coming. Makes me want to then say, and this is one of my favorite parts of laying out that entire book. Okay, what are the prophecies now for the second coming? Mm. And am I teaching those well to my children? So on the night of, or whatever um, it, you know, whenever it happens, they would be able to look back and go, oh, wait, there's that one, there's that one, there's that one, there's that one. And, and have that be part of our conversations, which I love. Isaiah wants to do that for us. Um, there's a, a phrase that you read that I just reminded me of something you said last week. And I think it was such a cool concept that that idea of him being acquainted with grief mm. is such a like empathetic verse. Like, it, like I think it describes the empathy of Jesus where it's just like, where he actually comes to us wounded. Mm. He comes still with wounds in his hand and he says, I, I know what grief is like. 
I know what betrayal mm. is like. I know what loneliness is like, you know, and there's yeah. something about that word I'm acquainted mm. with. I didn't live with a silver spoon in my mouth yeah. when I came. And if you did, God bless you, you know, but like, he's yeah. like, I didn't, I'm, I'm acquainted with, with those yeah. things. And, and don't you love, some of these phrases are so pretty. That's why you want yes. KJV, the King James and NIV, because like a line like this, with his stripes, we are healed. Mm. It's like that's the stripes are the marks that a whip leaves. And like those, the oppositeness of that, that's such a yeah. stupid word, but like his, with his stripes, we are healed. Yeah, with his like brokenness. Like with his brokenness, we are put back together. Like it's a beautiful chapter. Mm-hmm. It's like every, every word is unskippable and and unmissable as, as you read through it. And um, and anyways, yeah. that's 53 is, is just fantastic. I think too, as we're talking about that idea of um, the... As you're talking about that idea of watching it happen, play out here, and like that, that prophecy play out, realizing that Isaiah was writing for his people, but he was also writing for us. So we should expect his prophecy, his words of prophecy, to also be revealed in our own life. And for me, Isaiah 55 is one of those places where I got to experience a scripture that I had read a hundred times actually was like fulfilled in my life. And I I love that about Isaiah. I think there will be things that he will say that then we will be like, oh, I actually just learned that about the character of God because I just experienced that. And Isaiah 55 is one of those for me. Um, I love this one where he talks about in verse six. So 55, six is where I'm going. And um, in this chapter, we meet the sure mercies of David, the one who gives the sure mercies. And I love that we call them tender mercies all the time, but don't you just sometimes want to call them the sure mercies? Like they're not going to fail. And he says- And I like that he brings up David's story. Yes. Because if you, like after after what he did, like you would say like, you're out. Like that's it. Yeah. But then he's talking about like, no- there's mercy There's in that mercy story. In that story. Sure, mercy. Right, and it's like that is unexpected. You would say, like, "Oh no, no, you can, you're, you actually you can forgive and pardon like um, tax evaders, you know, when that's as <laughs> yes. far as you can go, or you know, but yeah. like to take a story like David's and to say this is the God of the sure mercies of David, it almost leaves you saying like that can't be true. Yeah, it's you know? unexpected. Right. Yeah, and um, then in verse 6, he says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And it's just exactly what you're saying, that someone would be like, no, but he won't, not for him though. I mean, he might do that for other people, but no, no, she won't, that won't work. For her, yeah, um, and I love. Or that maybe that's... more common, somebody saying that that won't work for me. Yes, like the, I can believe in that mercy and pardon for everybody else, but like you don't know, like what I've done. You don't know like what my ways have have yeah. been, and, and you don't know the obstacle I'm up against. And that's like that story is not going to be true for me. 
And then he says in eight, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And we've heard that scripture a million times, but I can remember the time in my life when that scripture was just seared into my heart of like, I will never forget that character of God. And it happened many years ago. And you've heard me tell the story of uh, the day we picked the boy up off the curb and he moved into our house and the struggle of trying to um, battle the spirits that came with Garrett into that life. And it was hard. Um, People talk to me all the time about, it must be so surreal to see where he is now, Uh, but was it hard? And it was the hardest thing we've ever done. And um, that those were years where there was a lot of tears and a lot of prayers. And I'll never forget at one particular time when we were really struggling with what to do with Garrett and like, what was life going to look like? And how were we going to move past the place where we were? And it, it kind of felt that we had come to an impasse. And I just, I wasn't sure what was the next step. And I can remember just praying so hard, what should we do with Garrett? And the Lord said, just love him. And I was like, well, we do, but like, what should we do with him? And then again, the spirit said, just love him. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, but he's like 19. Like what, what's, what's he going to do for the rest of his life? Is he going to live with us for the rest of his life? Is he like, is he going to work or like he had no college? He had nothing. I just, I was like, what should we do with him though? Like realistically, logically, what's the strategy? What's the plan? Like get plant anything and I will move forward on that. And the spirit wanted to just keep saying for that entire prayer, just love him. And so we did, we just loved him. And we took each day at a time and every time things were hard and I would pray, the spirit would tell me again, just love him. And what happened is Garrett's life, um, through the grace of God and through the mentors that surrounded him and, and through doors that were opened up for him, started taking its course. But it's interesting because it was a step-by-step. It was just the next right step. We never got to see what was coming. We only got to see, okay, do this now. And then that was it. And all along the way for years was still what should we do with Garrett? And the answer would be just love him. And those of you... And it's still. And it still is. Right? Right, it still is. Like when you're like, we never could have seen what... And it's like, oh, that's what's so awesome is you still haven't seen. Yes. Right? Yeah, what could happen? And I'll never forget at one point in that story, because this is a boy, for those of you who don't know the story, who had trouble with the law growing up, who had a lot of addictions Um, growing up who had severe learning disabilities that made him unable to go through school without a tutor helping walk through that process. The worst kind of friends. Yeah, the worst friends. No plan for the future. Just like, you just, what are you going to do with Garrett? And so we just loved him. And what happened is he ended up going to Snow College. He ended up playing football. He ended up finding a darling girl. And getting married in the temple, he ended up with an offer to go to a division one school to play football and to actually go to college. And 
his life just kept going. And I can remember on the day when he signed to go to the University of Utah, um, getting in my bed. It was such a happy day. It just was a happy day. And I laid in my bed and my first thought was, well, this is really unexpected. Like I, I would have never thought this was going to happen in our life. And immediately the scripture came to mind. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. My thoughts are higher. Like they are bigger. My imagination for good is so much higher than your imagination for good. And I immediately thought back to that day and that prayer I knew exactly where I was standing. And I thought to myself, it's so funny because if the Spirit would have said to me when I was like, what should we do with Garrett? If the Spirit in that moment in our story would have said, oh, you don't even need to worry about it because he's going to go to a junior college and he's going to graduate with his associate's degree and he's going to find this darling girl and they will be married in the temple and they will have these two darling babies and um, he will go out and speak and change the lives of youth everywhere. And he will eventually make it to a division one college. You know what I would have told the spirit? Oh, you have the wrong Garrett. Yeah. (laughs) I would have been like, no, that's not that. Like that's not going to happen. So really what are we going to do with Garrett? And I love that the spirit was like, you actually are not capable of understanding God's ways or his thoughts. Like you actually are not capable of seeing what he has imagined for Garrett. So let's just let God be in charge of that. And, and you just love him. That's what you should do. You should just love him. And I love that every time I get to this, I'm always like, I love when you see my thoughts are not your thoughts. When Isaiah teaches that, that you're like, yeah, that actually happened in my life. And in my scriptures right here, I just keep this little sticker Uh, that was right on the line on the papers at the University of Utah where Garrett signed to begin his football career. It just stays right here in my scriptures. I never want to forget that character of God, that capacity of God. He, he, He just imagines bigger than we could ever even envision. Yeah, and it's funny, like I didn't think about this till you were just telling the story, that you have the wrong sticker in there. Like that you thought, Oh, your ways really are yeah. high. Yes. And then years later, you'll find out, oh, they were actually higher than <laughs> Than the University of yeah. Utah. Yeah, it was like, you thought yes. that was the pinnacle? Yeah. I was like, oh, I just got started, yeah. you know, with yeah. someone like him. And and that would be true of anybody. I, there, I just learned a really cool Hebrew thing with this chapter that in between seven and eight, there's Hebrew grammar that's called a causation, which means in eight and nine, he's talking about seven. He's talking about... You'll see wicked people and unrighteous people, and I'm saying let them return, and you'll disagree. No, they can't return. They've, they've gone too far. I'll have mercy on them. They've unqualified themselves for mercy. Um, I'm going to pardon them. No, there's some things that you, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like if you ever argue against yourself or others, you know, that they're done for, that they're, you know, that their story's over, that the argument will come back. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I see things differently than you do. Yeah. I know things that you don't know. Yeah. I'm and it, capable of things you haven't imagined. And it makes you want to think about last week, all is not lost. Yeah. Like it just right. never is. 
All is never lost. Right, right. And and the condition of Israel at this time, yes. you would have said, you are done. Yeah, you're Scratch. wrong. Scratch. But he's like, but, oh, it, that's so unexpected and in such a good news type yeah. of way. You see what we're saying? Like, when you, you know... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when you know that about him, it makes yeah. you want to run and tell, and tell the story, people. right? Yeah. It makes you want to, like, you're 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 understanding it right. Yeah, this, be, yeah. You should be part of this community. Yeah. Because they take everybody. Right. This last one is so awesome, and you need a little bit of help, like, from a, from a um, a resource. You know, we talked about that, that that helps in studying Isaiah. This is why stuff like this is cool. I have to pause because, for a minute. What I just have. Uh, still a thought on that back oh, part. Oh, please, yeah. Um, because... Please, like you need my permission. <laughs> Thank you. Because let's just think about this for a minute. I love that thought that he's like, don't turn anybody away. We take everyone, right? Even if they don't fit the mold, we take them. And I think one of the problems we have in our church communities is we say, yeah, but what should we do with them if they don't fit the mold? But what should we do? And don't Same you love answer. what the Spirit would say? Same answer, right. Just, just love, love them. them. I'll, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You that, just love them. Yeah. That's your capacity. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's yes. your job. And it fits your capacity. Yeah. You know, to just, you love do that them. job and let me do my, my job. Right? Remember yeah. when he says, I, even I, and beside me, there is no Savior. That was from last week's reading. Yeah. Where he's like, let me take that job and it will frustrate you if you try to take that job <laughs> yes, for will. yourself or anyone else. Yes. It will frustrate you. You... I've given your job a job you can do. Yeah. Right? And and that is just love them. Oh, that's right? so good. I just couldn't I couldn't resist. It oh was no, so I think, think that's that. so important. Now, and 56, 56 really teaches that. It yeah. teaches that really well in a way that you would have no idea if you yes. <laughs> yeah. if you didn't get a little bit of help with it. And he says, he says, Neither let the son of the stranger that hath joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord hath utterly utterly separated me from his people. Um, son of the stranger means somebody outside of the covenant family. That's what that the strange. That's what stranger means. Gentile stranger, same kind. Alien sometimes translated. <laughs> I know as, it's so funny. Like, but I'm always like, don't <laughs> choose that word anymore. It's ruined in our century. Yeah. you needed so, a different yeah. word. And he says, the Lord hath, uh, don't let them say the yeah, Lord the has utterly utterly separated me from His people. You, you can't say that. Neither let the eunuch say, behold, I'm a dry tree. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbaths. And choose the things that please me and take hold of the covenant. Be, even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than son or daughter. And you have to just know that culturally in his day, if you were an outsider of the covenant, you weren't considered welcomed as part of the covenant family. That's the mentality that they had. If you were a eunuch, which were people who couldn't have any children, you would look at them and you would say like, God can't fulfill any of his promises to you. You can't have posterity that numbers the, the sands of the sea because you're yeah, unqualified no for that. There's no, you have no potential or, or future because of the lifestyle that you live. And he says, even unto them, in verse 5, will I give in my house and within my walls a place and a name that's better than of son or daughter. And I honestly can't think of a name I want that's better than that. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Also, the sons of the stranger, 
that join themselves to the Lord and serve him and love the name of the Lord to be a servant. Everyone that keepeth the Sabbath, or that would be an equivalent of the covenant, right? Mm. That's just one aspect of it. And taketh hold of my covenant, even them, right? I Don't you love that phrase? Yeah. Both of those yeah, even in them. five and seven, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. And you'll actually see Jesus in the New Testament quote this scripture when he cleanses the temple because the way that people were acting in the temple was excluding people from coming in. Hmm. And so he turned over tables so that the doors could be opened wider. And he says, this house is a house of prayer. This house is a house where anybody and everybody connects with him. This is a house where anyone's story can change, where it's not over for anybody, even if they haven't quite figured it out yet. Mm. And they don't see how it's going to work. It's like, in the meantime, you are welcome in this place. The Lord, it says in verse 8, this is the best one which gathereth the outcasts of Israel, yet will I gather others to them beside those that are already gathered. And, and, and this is, a, that's so unexpected. People mm. are like, no, yeah, the following so people don't have a place, you know? And we wouldn't say sons of strangers and eunuchs today, but people would have their own lists yeah. today of people. Oh. They're like, no, these, the they following yeah, they people can't come. can't come and don't have a place. And the Lord wants to say, um, even them will I bring to my holy mountain. Even them will I fulfill promises. You know, if they'll lay hold of my covenant, then they are an heir just the same as anyone else. I don't care what their past was. I don't care what their current present is. If the availability mm. and option is is there for them. And this is just a, this people would have had a fit about this. And they did. Yeah. In the New Testament. Yeah, they like, did. You can't they sit will. with them. You they can't. They do. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, and, and, and. You and, can't sit with them. You cannot eat lunch with those right, people. Right, right. And it's just like this, you see this like fulfilled and it's totally unexpected. But again, that unexpectedness is such good news, particularly for people who feel like an outcast or an outsider. Like that's really, really good news mm. for people. And I actually don't want to draw the line anywhere because if I draw the line somewhere that says, these are the people allowed in and these are the people not, then I'm now at risk of not yes. being allowed in. Yeah. Like why, you know, but like what if there was no line yeah. there? And 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 he just makes that really, really um, mm. clear here. And all those together, you look at yeah. them and you'll find other ones for sure. And you're just like, oh, no one thought he was going to be a God so welcoming. No one thought... Yeah. You know, and Isaiah wants gonna... to make sure we don't miss that. Like he's like, Let, I will tell it to you in more ways than one. I'm going to tell it to you in as many ways as I can. I want you to see this gathering in God. And it actually is so fun that we're teaching this right now as we're just preparing for the, right? the feast of the ingathering. <laughs> because this is a really good lesson to be like, how do we gather in? And, and we're going to actually build tabernacles. We did that for a youth conference several years ago where we studied this and we took all the materials with us and we built 
tabernacles and we studied scripture and we That's ate fun. in them and we so did all of that. And it was so fun because it, we build one when we do ours here, but there we had like 10 and everybody was out and they were all building their tabernacles and planning for it. And what was it going to look like? And what were the scriptures going to be? And what were the conversations that were going to take place? What scriptures were they going to read? And it just is so fun to think about, like, what does it look like to actually build that place? And we'll build it in two weeks for the Feast of the Tabernacles. But, but we have one built two blocks away, mm-hmm. you know, and you just want to be like, open those doors wide. And who could we bring in and, um, and love right. and just love them. And I love in Isaiah 54, and this is where we'll end. Um, he's, he says, sing. This, oh, this is imagery you've seen before because other scripture actually borrows. It. Yes. This is the, a lot. Yeah. A lot. And, and you love it because it is such a great example of God's character and, and what his house would look like. And I think it's so interesting when he says, sing, O barren. Thou that didst not bear. And um, and I love that he's singing towards Israel, right? He's singing towards, he's singing about this people that is, they're just not all there yet. And he says to them, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thine inhabitants. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes for you will break out on the right hand and on the left. And I just want to think about this for a minute. Like, what is this call? And I've been to girls camp a million times. And usually when I go to girls camp, I'm the cook. And usually when I'm the cook, I'm also in charge of the whole equipment trailer. That is my job. And so when everybody gets there, I'm the person in charge of helping to put up all the tents and then the person that takes them all down. And one of the things that I I'm really used to is putting these stakes in the ground because if you don't stake the tent right, then if the wind comes or if anything comes, you're going to be in trouble. And so this is the first thing we always do is stake all those tents when we get there before you can even like lift them up. This job is done. And I love when Isaiah is like, okay, let me talk about your tent. You need to make it bigger. He tells them, so enlarge it, like stretch it farther. There's more people are coming. And then I love Which you would do in, these were nomadic people, right? And so if your family expanded, you needed to add sections onto the tent, right? And and then the bigger the tent, you know, would need like stronger. And I, I love when he's like, spare not. Is that two of your favorite words Such of that words. whole verse? It's just that thought of like, don't limit, don't spare, don't hold back, don't limit it, spare not, lengthen the cords, he tells them, and strengthen the stakes, right? At a certain point, this is not going to be strong enough if a storm comes to hold how big that tent is going to be. And my husband works actually for a tent company. And one day he came home with um, this is a stake. I wonder if you can even see it. Oh yeah, you can. Can you? How big it is? Um, What if I took this to girls camp? (laughs) (laughs) Right? You can't use a hammer for this, everyone. They actually bring, what do you think they bring? A sledgehammer? Yes, that's what they bring. They bring a sledgehammer to put, (laughs) it's big though. Big hammer. (laughs) You have to be stronger than me to swing it also. But I love the thought of like, 
um, Isaiah was like, this is not going to work. Like the, what God has imagined for you, this is not going to be big enough. Like God is imagining this for you and like come up higher in your thoughts. And it makes me want to think about like my ward family, my community, my area. Am I thinking like this? Yeah, yeah. When I open the doors or am I thinking like this? Yeah. And it's cool like that it's both at the same time, which I don't think I've ever noticed before until right now that the, the chapter starts out, oh, you barren one. You know, and if you have no kids, yeah, you it just means your tent's going to be like this. And he says, yeah. no, I need you to think about what I'm capable of doing in this way, in yeah. this bigger way. Like your blessings are going to be so many. You're going to have to, the tent's going to bust out on yes. either side. And but, I love when he's like, it's going to break out on the right and on yeah, the left. Yeah. Like it's going to burst. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, spare not. I'm not going to, he's like, almost like he would say, I'm not going to spare not. But then also it's like, goes with that chapter 56, right? Where it's like. Bring everybody. Bring everybody. And if this little guy is sufficient for your faith community right now, it's, we're not there. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. Right. It it shouldn't be this small. Like it needs to be. Yeah. This. If you if you're on the podcast, you need, we need to post a picture oh, of these somewhere. Yeah, we will. So that people can see that because it's just such a such, such an awesome imagery of how that in gathering that we're gonna need more room, particularly for those who didn't think they belonged. Long. I yeah. I taught this um, a girl in seminary when I taught seminary. And uh, and she just kind of um, she always wanted to be in my class. So all her years of high school, she was just in my class. It was just easier. And she just ran into so much trouble, like throughout her high school years. She had uh, gotten to drug problems, wrong kind of friends, like Garrett-type stories, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're just like always falling. Like two of the times there, she was had to leave school because she was pregnant. And it was just, you know, I tried to convince her so much her senior year to just stay. I was like, that's okay. Your baby can be our class baby. You know, like, we'll just. <laughs> Your principal was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, we'll just throw a baby shower or something, you know, at the end. It'll be fun. Um, anyways, I lost track of her. And then uh, just like two years ago, um, she walks into the institute where I was teaching and she was wheeling a stroller in. And, uh, and we got caught up in everything. And she said to me, Hey, tomorrow I'm—I mean, or this week I'm going to the temple for my first time, and um, that was such good news. And she said, "I bet you never thought I would say something like that to you." And I was like, "Well, I had no reason <laughs> to not think that, you know." And then she was like, "Uh huh, yes, huh." She was like, "Had I walked into a church back in high school, I would have been burned right up." And I thought, right when she said it, and my re- initial response is. That's not the God I believe in. Like you have the wrong idea or have had the wrong idea about what he is like. Hmm. He's a God who opens those doors wider than you thought, who is more abundant in his pardoning mercy, his sure mercies than you ever thought. Hmm. Like he's different. If that's what you believe about him, then you have the wrong idea of who he is. Um, he is unexpected in all the best ways, mm. in all the ways that would make you want to run, that would make you want to shout good yeah. news. And bring people and be yeah. like, you've got to come look at these s'mores. 
Yeah. No one wants to send invitations to a stupid party. You know? <laughs> and I would almost say, like, if you feel shame a little bit to bring someone to the God you know, then you must not understand him.、Mm. Right? It should excite you to want to introduce him to, to, to somebody, you know? Yeah. So that, yeah, anyways. Oh. This、yeah, is a good lesson. So good. It was a good lesson. Okay, I think we only have one more on Isaiah. Am I right? We do. One more. You、okay. guys, we're making it through the whole book of Isaiah. And it's you worth, loved it yeah, it's so worth far. Yeah, it's worth the effort. Like,、yeah. I did think, last night I was reading and I said to Jenny, I was like, oh, so hard. It actually takes like a lot of effort. But then, like, when, I mean, this is the stuff you come out、yeah. with when you put forth the effort to understand what he's saying. And you're just、yeah. like, oh, actually, this is really, really good stuff.、Yeah. It's good news. Yeah, he's a good God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We will. Oh, we have. Okay,、yeah. now we'll talk about. <laughs> I was、yeah. ready to say goodbye. I was like, where are you going? Yeah, because we got to talk about our. Okay, we're so excited about、starting. next year. So I think it would be fun to do this. One of the things that we love to do is、um, realize that life is like. Lifey. Yeah. Yeah. And to, what does our scripture study pattern look like in real life? Because we are busy people and you are also really busy. Um, every time I have the grandbabies over, I'm like, how do people who are raising littles even ever read their scriptures? Because you are just like, it is constant. All, you can't even turn your head ever. You just have to be like so present. And so、um, our thought when we look at Come Follow Me is it's not so much about quantity, like a, a build up amount of time, it's the fact that you are just simply getting in somehow every single day. Um, there is something about daily study that wedges that, or wedges,、uh, what's the word? Makes that relationship so close. Yeah, It's that yeah. daily connection. And you maybe don't have time for 10 minutes a day, or 20 minutes a day, or 45 minutes a day, but maybe you have time for three minutes a day. And if it's a three minute day, we still want to. Find a way that how could I connect today? And so, in a simple and meaningful yep, way. Yeah, where there, I'm building that relationship still because a relationship built over one minute, three minute, five minute, ten minute moments is going to be a really good relationship in the end. And so, we're going to just give as many things as we can. And you are going to decide this would actually help me or my yeah, family yeah. if it doesn't. I think it'd、and、be fun to start. And every resource that we've created. We both use.、Yes. Like、we're just like, oh, we kind of start our brainstorming process with what, what do, do I, I wish I had、yeah. or need? And then we kind of go from there. Yep. So let's start with like if you have 30 seconds, if you have one minute, if you have three minutes, if you have five minutes, and we'll just go up from there. And so. Or backwards.、Yeah. Like start longer. Do you want to? Yeah. Which way do you want to go? Well, I don't know. My mind wants to start big and go down little, but. Okay. You then, can pick. Okay. So the, well, I would say biggest one is this. Yeah, the、right? video. Our videos.、Yep. And we'll keep, we'll keep doing them every single week. Yep. Next and they're going to change a little bit、um, because we've taught the New Testament before. So this time we want to do something a little bit different, shake things up.、Uh, we are really invested in that word daily right now. And you're going to notice that as we are talking. And so for the journal, it's going to be a more of a daily approach. And you will be able to watch this whole video on Sundays. Just like you always have, if that is what you want. Or on a、Press、Monday、start. morning walk or something. Yeah, or yeah, when you're doing your hair.、Um, I, I love this woman just told me today, which I love. She has, she's made her mirror time sacred time.
So <laughs> when cute. she's in her whole get ready of the morning, it's sacred. No matter what she chooses at mirror time, yeah, it's sacred time. Isn't that so awesome? Yeah. So whatever your time is, um, you can either do this all at once or I know there are a lot of families who are trying to do that family scripture study. Maybe you have teenagers for 10 minutes every night or 15 minutes every night. And we want to lean into that a little bit also. And so we are going to teach next year in 10-minute segments, 10 to 15 minutes. We tried it with the Summer of Heroes. We were but we, yeah, we planned for it for New Testament. Though. Yeah, like, we we planned for it for the New Testament. We tried it on a whim on the other. This so, one will actually do So the journal will have one question every single day you can ask for five days. So five days of scripture study. Um, we're giving you grace on either side of that. Or you can answer all the questions at once. If you are a podcast listener, you'll just be able to listen and fill out as you go. Or if you listen to that whole podcast and then on Monday you're like, I want to think about this one for the yeah. whole day. I want to think Tuesday. about this one. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to go through. And of the five questions that are in there, one is in a different script that we feel like is easier for families. So that might be the one that you pull out if you have littles or people that you want to involve in that kind of a discussion. So you're going to find that in there. You're going to find two note pages because that's what everyone tells us that you love. So we're giving you those. And then we are doing something different with the journal uh, this year that we're kind of excited about. The first four years, our goal was to help you open up your scriptures and just learn to love scripture. Um, and we still want to do that, that you're still going to get that from us because we love scripture so much. Yeah. And the videos will always, and journal will always remain as kind of like your own little institute class. Yep. You know? Yeah, that's what we want it to be. Your, that This video and your journal is your institute. Um, but a lot of you are teachers, and we've had a lot of you say to us, if you could pick one thing out of your lesson that you would say, if I was teaching one thing this week, this is the one thing I would teach, that's going to be page four of the journal this year. So on page four, there is going to be a worksheet um, that is our favorite part of the lesson, whatever that lesson is that week. Um, if we were teaching, David actually teaches the youth. I teach gospel doctrine. So within our lessons, this is the thing we would take with us, maybe with your family that you're like, we are going to like dive into this part. And it will be a whole worksheet that is going to allow you individually or your class or your family to have a personal learning experience with that lesson on paper. Um, so that's going to be sheet number four. Is there yeah. anything else you would say about that? No, that's awesome. Okay. We're super yeah. excited about the journals this um, this year. So maybe an invitation to get into your scriptures with an invitation to become more confident in your teaching. Yeah, and that daily aspect of just like, oh, and then we thought a lot about like our podcast listeners for a chance to come home you know, after listening to it throughout the week and having a chance to reflect on five different aspects of that lesson just when you are in the morning, if you've already listened to the whole lesson or something yeah. like that. And those questions may come in handy for your discussions. They'll super come in handy. I mean, like, yeah. we wrote them thinking like, oh, if I were teaching Gospel Doctrine or my family, like here's some questions I would ask as part yeah. of this to get discussion going, going and everything. Yeah. Can um, you talk about the next part you love, which would be like a 10 or a 15 minute study the devotional yeah books. so we have the devotional book is coming out also next year our fourth one um, for the new testament year and that devotional book is we've picked one verse 
from the chapter and just wrote a story or just a thought that would just take a little bit of time. Some people like that read that together as their family kind of scripture study at night or just kind of like the first thing they read when they wake up. That's what I like to do. I'm trying to be in this habit right now of like I don't want to open my phone first thing. I want to find something else to mm. do first thing instead of that. Or um, And so that is just like um, it's a page long each day and it's just we take turns kind of going back and forth and saying this verse and this is like kind of our thoughts and the story um, and that kind of goes along with what that verse is. And then so, that's going to have a question also every day at the bottom that you can just, I find I learn really well by pondering. Yeah. After. It's like this one to think about all day today. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that one is if you just, you know, want to have like a little five minutes or, or whatever with yeah. that. Um, another one of our favorite things is. Yeah, this is my our, favorite our, for sure. The word. Is that yeah. what you're thinking? Okay, is the word <laughs> is the word a week posters? And it's this. Like you you sometimes see them like hanging in the background where it's just like we just pick one word from that week that kind of summarize that kind of encapsulates like the feeling we wanted from that whole mm-hmm. week. And they're designed to just be hung up in the house because sometimes you have so yeah. much going on that you just like we aren't doing. Yeah, this is a good three minute study. You just get it out. You put it up. You're going to read the word. You're going to read the verse it comes out of. Um, This year we were doing the Hebrew translation of that word. So it just gave you other synonyms to like think about and and understand more about. And mine hangs right in my kitchen. And I love being able to just, as I'm doing prep, whatever, I can look up and be like, oh, I've had time for my scriptures today, but I'm going to think about this. Think about this. Or your kids that are like, I don't, they don't want to be a part of it or whatever. At least there's that reminder that's like hanging up in the house whenever they pass by or see it or when people come over as guests. It's just like, oh, this is just like what our heart is centered on this week. And I think it's really cool. Which I love that. It's just so quick. Um, We also. And then are we saying what next year's posters are? Yeah. I guess. No, it's so fun. Oh, if we show them or say it. No, we waited last time. Do we? Oh want yeah. To? Okay, yeah. We'll wait until we can show you one. But they yeah. are um, the best of the. Four oh wait, years. the posters. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tell the posters. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the big poster. It's fun. Oh to no, keep yeah. That we'll keep that a secret. Okay, because yeah. uh, we have a big poster coming. That's a free download for um, everybody. But we'll wait until you can see one to see that one. But next year, well, this actually works really nicely because yeah. next year, um, fifty-two weeks, we picked fifty-two names of Christ. Um, that show up in that section of scripture uh, for that particular week. So um, that is what the posters are going to be. And then the Greek meaning of that and the scripture that goes with it. But every single week is going to be a different name of Christ. Christ which I'm so excited to this have hanging my in my one house. one most excited yeah. about. And yeah. we put something in the journal for that too, where you can keep track of it and like yes. write the verses and kind of thoughts on The whole on time. Also. So at the very end, you'll have all 52 names in your journal with a, a little exercise we're going to help walk you through every week. So That's my most favorite yeah, poster that we've done. I've yeah. loved all of them, but yeah. this one's winning so far. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Um, okay, and then we have the tip-ins again, because you guys love these so much from last year. And uh, let's remind you, because these sold out and they did not reprint, but we are doing digital of these in the Old Testament. So if you want these in your scriptures, um, they just go in, and I love that they're on really thin paper, Um, So you can't even barely tell, but they're just going to give you hints of here's something you might wish you knew about this section of the scriptures. And they just, they go right in, but you can't tell in mind that they're in there because we've put them on 
scripture that scripture paper, thin stuff. that thin paper. Um, they'll go all the way through. We are going to do those also for the New Testament. New Testament. Just to give you like background information that maybe will help bring all of that to life for you. So there will be the tip-ins also. There and my favorite resource. part about the tip-ins that we did for New Testament year is when you get to the second, well, we did it, with, I think, first half and second half of the New Testament. Yeah. That like at the beginning of every book of scripture, it just says, here are like five lessons or whatever from the book of Romans that we think are like the highlights. And so yeah. it's almost like this really cool table of contents for each, yes. each of Paul's letters that are like, oh, and we'll go over those lessons, but they'll always just be reminders in, in your verses, which yep. I think is cool. And then one of our other favorite dailies, um, that if you have time just for like a one minute ponder. Um, so we, you, we started you with the one hour institute class, these videos. Then you have 15 minutes, 10 to 15 in the devotional books. And then you've got the posters that's going to give you three minutes um, there if that is what you need. But we also have an app. And we really love what the app does is it puts everything in the whole world together for you in one place. So it has the videos, it has the podcast, it has the all of the newsletters. Our newsletters have teaching tips for adults, for teens, and for kids that you can go through and pull out. Um, plus other fun discover, discoveries that we make during the week. And then yeah, um, any bonus also, PDFs that we want to put in there. Yeah, and... there, those will be in there. And then also in the app, we have a section called dailies because we really are trying to get into this practice of connecting daily with God's word. And um, you love the dailies. Yeah, so much because I started like getting frustrated like several years ago with like the uh, how many different kids we had that were so many different ages. Um, and then and, and wanting to like, how do we like have a meaningful like scripture time together that everybody doesn't hate and like we actually talk about something. And so the dailies will be just one verse and then something to think about, a question or a mini activity that's not gonna take very long or like age appropriate questions for like three for, for that verse, like so that you can ask a question to the littles and to the mediums and then one that's a little bit more meaningful for everybody all together. And it, it like changed Sometimes our whole- Sometimes it's a song that you yeah, can listen to. Yeah, a song for that day that you can give to everybody or or a, a screensaver that you can save for your phone for that day. But it's something that like, I, I wanted to capture, I wanted to do two things with it, two jobs with it. One, how do we have a meaningful, simple scripture study every single day with the kids? But then also for me. Yeah. Um, that whole idea of like, I want to wake up and I want my first five minutes of the day to be, to read this verse and have a question that says, hey, think about this all day. And be like, oh yeah, I really do. I think it just yeah. sets the trajectory of my day really, really well. So selfishly, we created it for me and my family. <laughs> but now I really think it's yeah. just, it's like so... I have to tell you this story, it was so darling, and you might as well listen in, everybody. Mm -hmm. My sister loves the daily so much too, and her she was putting to bed her little Jordan, um, their youngest little baby, and um, her grandma um, is not doing super good on the other side and failing health and stuff like that. And one of the dailies we'd given a suggestion that was kind of a gratitude practice, and they did it in the morning together with all the kids. And then that night she was sad about her grandma, and then she says, I think I'm going to do that gratitude practice again that we did this morning because it really made me feel better. Oh, that's so and, cute. Anyways, so it just is like, I don't know, a way to like focus your mind and heart, a way to like um, do what you might want to already do as an individual or as a parent 
you know, and helping out with yeah. with that. Okay, I, I think so we'll I, put, people know I really do yeah, like them. Yeah, you love it. And <laughs> that, the app you it. don't get at Desert Book, and you also actually don't get it on at the App Store to begin with. Uh, you need to go to... Don'tmissthisapp.com. That's what you go to first. Or the link's on our website, or it's in our highlights on our Instagram page to find it. Yep. But go, and you go, go there that first, first and, you'll... and get all signed up. And then you'll go to the App Store second to download it. You can't download it until you've created your account. Yeah. Anyways, I, oh, oh, and then the stickers. We forgot the, oh, yeah. we forgot yeah. the stickers. We can't we show them any. to you yeah. yet, but they are just, I got assaulted by this woman at BYU, you know, during Education Week, but like threatening me that Becky Higgins stickers come for every single book of scripture. <laughs> and I was awesome. like, they are they coming. Are. I promise. I promise. And you probably saw my mom's because while we were doing the Summer of Heroes, because we didn't have the board that we were using, we put up my mom's pages every week if you're getting the newsletter. And my mom uses the um, things, not in her scriptures, but she actually uses them in the journal. Yeah. And they're so cute in there. Yeah, it makes it really fun. It yeah. makes it fun to have. And, and the journal kind of becomes like that, a little journal of your year yeah. too, you know? Yeah, it really does. Which is which is cool. Um, so again, we love scripture so much. We love what it teaches about Jesus and his character. Hopefully all of these resources are, are helpful. We're here um, these videos will come out every week and we're going to have this time together to study. And if any of those things feel like something that they can help you out in your own study or ha- enhance your own study, that's why we've, um, we've created them. They are, um, labors of love yeah, for us. To, that's to so true. And so, that is so true. Okay. Love y'all. We'll see you next week for one more Isaiah. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.